and welcome back to another episode of Elevate with CNM Coaching. My name is Maggie. Thanks so much for joining us here today. It has been a crazy and very productive week here at CNM Coaching. We are in the middle of a very large project which has consumed most of my time. Therefore, we're only going to be releasing one podcast a week for the next few weeks, probably for the month of January, and then we'll be able to go back to two, primarily because, well, I'm working on a project. Today, I want to just kind of take a second to talk about something that is partially related to the project that I'm working on right now, and that is overall sales call quality and some of the things that I find are missing in phone calls and just overall responses. Something that I find very interesting is most recently we did a round of mystery shops for some dealerships, and I found it very intriguing that so many of these mystery shops that we did resulted in no phone calls. And it wasn't just the fact that they didn't call that intrigued me. It was the fact that a lot of these dealerships that didn't call sent us an amazing abundance of text messages. More text messages than anyone should have from a place of business. This was a ridiculous number of text messages. And the one thing that I found very interesting is that we did not opt in to these text messages. So most places send an initial opt-in text or they have you checking a box on their website that you agree to receive text messages, but then you still get an opt-in message that you have to reply yes or no to. And I found it very interesting that even though we didn't opt in to some of these messages, they still continued to text us. One dealership, in fact, sent us 15 text messages after our initial lead submission and then never bothered to call us. So here you have this potential customer receiving nothing but text messages. And something that I've talked about before on previous podcasts that I think is really important to remember is that cell phones have spam folders. And if you're texting customers and you're sending out a lot of mass texts, your text messages might get flagged as spam, just the same way emails do. So that might mean that your customer received your text, but it went to their spam folder in their messaging software on their phone. They don't even know that folder exists, so they don't see your text message, and then we don't bother to pick up the phone and call, so they just think we haven't tried to contact them at all. And it's really, really important that we pick up the phone and try to call the customer first. And if they don't answer, then send them a text. We talked about this before. But I am really shocked at the overall lack of intention to physically call customers these days. A lot of people tend to think that everyone just wants to text. But the thing is, is if you send the first one, two, three text messages and the customer doesn't respond, what makes you think that sending 15 of them is going to be productive or effective? And then how is it that we're going to send 15 messages but never think once, oh, we should probably try to call this customer as well? Something else I found very interesting about some of the mystery shops that we've done recently for clients is that I'm seeing people not send emails anymore. Emails aren't dead. It's another way to communicate with your customer. And if you're sending text messages and they're ending up in someone's spam folder because you're not a contact in their phone, there is still a chance they could see your email. So I don't understand this disconnect between not wanting to use all methods of communication to connect with a customer. Now, some of the stores that have called us, especially this last month in December, we did a lot of mystery shops for clients. And I, I'm still, you know, in the process of whenever we do a sample for a store, we really try to let the salesperson that calls us control the call. Now, if you've been on our program, 
for six months, we're probably going to try to take control over that call from you if we mystery shop you because we want to make sure that we're challenging you. But for a sample, it's important that we hear exactly how the salespeople are handling the call if the customer just sort of sits there. And I'm really amazed at how many times there's no offering of an appointment or if we place an inbound call on a mystery shop, how we're not obtaining contact information. A few days ago, I had to do a couple of callbacks to dealerships. Um, they left us a voicemail on the mystery shop and then we picked up the phone to call the customer back. I was actually able to make three inbound phone calls in under four minutes. Now keep in mind, that is including the amount of time it takes for me to punch in the dealership's phone number and for it to actually connect to my cell phone and then connect to the dealer. So that shows you that there is a real serious lack of information gathering happening in inbound sales calls. Now say for example that you're a retail store and your main key component of a sales call is trying to figure out if you have a vehicle that's going to be perfect for your customer. The whole entire phone call should revolve around that vehicle and trying to find something that's going to meet that customer's need. If you don't start that conversation off by using your inventory as leverage to obtain that customer's information and then actually ask for that information, all you're going to be doing is essentially answering the customer's questions, putting you in a position of having no leverage. And if you don't have any leverage, then who has all the leverage? the customer does. Now you don't want your customer controlling the call because they don't work at the dealership, you do. And we are the ones that are trying to get them to come in. We need to prove to them why they want to purchase from us. That can't happen if the customer is controlling the conversation. So call control is going to be one of the most important and impactful aspects of your sales calls. So Pay attention to what you're doing and what you're saying and how you're handling these calls and think, am I truly being as effective as I possibly can when it comes to handling sales calls and internet leads? So inbound and outbound calls, I'm seeing this huge lack of attentiveness to the customer during the conversation. We're answering questions and we're rushing the customer off the phone. Why is this happening? What happened to paying attention to what the customer needed? Is this related to the inventory shortage? I mean, if that's the case, if you work at a new car dealership and you don't have a lot of vehicles on your lot right now, the customer's gonna find that everywhere they call. Sure, maybe one of your competitors does have a couple of cars and, and you're really short on them. But the majority of the time, if there's an inventory shortage at one store, there's an inventory shortage at another. So that means that you need to try to get that customer in so that they can order a vehicle because a lot of stores are only able to sell cars right now if they're ordered directly from the manufacturer and then you're still waiting three to six months. So it's not that we don't have cars to sell right now and we can use that as an excuse to not effectively handle phone calls because we can still sell appointments, bring them in and then sell them a brand new car direct from the manufacturer in X amount of time. Yeah, that might not be ideal for people, but if it's happening everywhere in your entire city, then you're literally fighting for that order. And so we should be taking as much opportunity as we can on the phone to establish a relationship, make the customer feel comfortable and confident. And I'm not saying you need to have 25 minute conversations with these customers, but for me to be able to make three inbound phone calls in four minutes, you do the math there on how long these calls probably were. So to have a 30 second conversation with the salesperson, hey, do you have this vehicle available? No, we sold it. Do you have any others? No, okay, thanks, bye. That's what I'm hearing. Instead, we should be taking the opportunity to go through the perks of purchasing from us, the different things that we offer that make us different versus our competitor, and then perhaps we're obtaining their contact information and walking them through the ordering process. If you're a used car dealer you know, in a retail environment, 
then you know what, this is more about making sure that we have something that's going to work perfect for the customer. And how do we do that? We do that by building a relationship and asking some rapport building questions. For example, are you looking for a car, truck, an SUV? Does it have to be cloth or leather? And do you prefer something with or without heated seats? How about a base model or something a little bit more well-equipped? If you have at least 15 to 20 cars on your lot, you should be able to go through a series of questions and you can choose questions that actually pertain to the inventory you have so that you're controlling the conversation while your customer feels like they're making decisions and you're still driving that conversation forward. So if you have a vehicle-focused dealership, you really need to make sure that you're building these relationships and establishing rapport, whether you have one car on the lot that might work for them or whether they need to come in and order something and they're going to get it in six months from the manufacturer. The fact doesn't change that the customer still needs a car. So what matters is who's going to sell them that car? Is it going to be us? Or is it going to be, you know, ABC Motors down the street? If you're competing against another dealership, even during an inventory shortage, you still need to put your best foot forward. You still need to be honest with the customer and explain how the sales process has changed. Don't just abandon the conversation because you don't have anything in stock. And then I really want to kind of bring it back to the whole entire premise of this podcast, which is making sure that we're communicating with customers. Use all three methods of communication. Call them, email them, and text them. One of the three is going to work. Even if you're leaving a five-second voicemail. Hey, this is Maggie from CNM Coaching. You can reach me at 877-900-9461. Yeah, it's not the perfect voicemail. It's not what I would train you to say, but it's better than nothing. And we really need to make sure that we're doing everything we can to follow up. Here at CNM Coaching, when we mystery shop, we have a standard three-day monitor. So we leave those mystery shops open for three days to see if anyone from the dealership attempts to contact us again after that initial communication. It is very rare when we are working with a brand new client that we are seeing follow-up occur. And the thing is, is most of you have policies in place expecting your customers to be followed up with from your BDC or your sales team. The problem is, is that they're slipping through the cracks and it's just not happening. So communicate, communicate, communicate. This is key. Any method of communication you have, use it. And then once you get that customer on the phone or whether you're texting back and forth, build value, establish that relationship. Don't use an inventory shortage as an excuse to not call customers and don't use it as an excuse to decrease your call quality. It's more important now than ever that they feel like they have a good shot at getting a vehicle from you, whether it's now or whether it's six months down the road, because otherwise they are going elsewhere. And the worst thing that can happen is losing a customer to a competitor because we just didn't put the time and effort in to our initial lead or our initial phone call or handling of the entire situation. So customer service should come first. Make sure you're picking up the phone and you're calling your customers and work as hard as you can to communicate clearly, effectively, and of course, honestly. We'll be back next week with a call of the week. Thank you so much for joining us here at Elevate with CNM Coaching. I will talk to everyone next week. I hope you have a great weekend and a great day.